Welcome back to a new installment of our short video series we're calling a micro content, maybe. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Matt, I love talking about retail and robots. Why aren't more people talking about robots? Well, you can be forgiven, but everybody's talking about robots. Just last week, we saw an amazing article about Walgreens. And Walgreens has installed a thing called a micro-fulfillment center with automation in the Dallas area. This facility is processing 35,000 prescriptions a day, fulfilling 500 stores. Let me put this in a little ticker. It's, it's fulfilling 35,000 orders a day for 500 stores. This is the kind of automation that is transformational for most businesses. And the numbers are staggering. They have estimatedly reduced the pharmacist workload by 25%, saving an estimated 1 billion, that's billion with a B, in annual cost savings. Again, on the ticker, reduces the pharmacist workload by 25% amid the issue that we face, which is a shortage of pharmacists in the United States of America. Now, this is only part of Walgreens' plan. This is only one facility. Walgreens intends to have up to 22 of these micro-fulfillment centers. But here's the thing. I'm not an expert on robots, though I wish that I was. But I think I could bring in somebody who knows a little bit more about robots than myself. Let's do that right now. Britain Lad. Hello, Matthew. I am so excited to have you here. Now, I'm, 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 my mind is racing. What should we understand from something like Walgreens investing in robotics and micro-fulfillment centers? Well, really what we should take away from it is that it's one more example of how robots are really proving their value to companies. And so when you look at a company like Walgreens, most people a year ago or two years ago would have scratched their head trying to figure out, well, why would you want to use robots there? What would they do? But the fact that Walgreens has created this company, uh, this capability where they're leveraging the robots to fulfill prescriptions. Now that what that allows us to do is say, well, what else could they do? Mm. So right now, the robots are in the micro-fulfillment centers. And for those of you who don't know, a micro-fulfillment center is nothing more than a smaller square foot facility, usually 70,000 square feet and below. Sometimes certain industries have them a little bigger. But inside the facility are robots, and these robots perform different functions. Some of them pick product off a shelf to fulfill an order, or in the case of Walgreens, it's fulfilling prescriptions. But what I'm anticipating and what I'm willing to bet money on is that it won't be very long before we start to see robots in the store fulfilling prescriptions as well. Because remember, this is only fulfilling about 25%. That's of the prescriptions that are that a pharmacist is responsible for. So it doesn't make sense to me that they would stop there. And if I had children, the thing that I think I would be saying to them is this, you really don't want to becoming a pharmacist. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to go into that business because frankly, I think the majority of them will be replaced in terms of fulfilling prescriptions. And what I also believe will happen then is that the pharmacists who do remain We'll begin to work with patients, but what's going to actually happen is they'll disappear too. And by 2030, I'm very confident in this, when we walk into a pharmacy, you're not going to have anyone there. 
It'll be a virtual pharmacist, someone who you basically pull up on a screen, on a kiosk, on your phone, and they're going to be talking to you. You're going to be leveraging some, some easy to use systems that you wrap around your arm, you put on your finger, and that's how they're going to give you like a little physical. So you need to be prepared that robots are going to become more prevalent. And the thing that I really want to caution is don't ever say, well, the industry I'm in could never be approached by robots or replaced by robots or impacted by robots. Yes, it can. What I love about this this story is we we hear the the case of a shortage of pharmacists. In some cases, pharmacists are being paid sign-on bonuses of $75,000. And how do you reconcile this? Well, you either get more pharmacists or you start automating it. So as we look at automation, is this the time we look at to say automation for micro fulfillment in this kind of use case is a nice to have, or is this table stakes? Is this survival for these entities to stay competitive by finding ways to automate processes they didn't think they could? Well, anytime that you have a company the size of Walgreens in the pharmaceutical industry, the pharmaceutical retail industry that does something like this, well, you know, you can't be CVS or some other pharmacy and ignore it. So the entire industry now, I call this a Pearl Harbor moment. And what I mean by that is when somebody does something really big and shocking like this, it it basically stuns the industry for a little bit. And then the industry has to get their act together and say, well, now we need to do something. And so that's what I'm anticipating is going to happen. But I also won't be surprised. I've I've written about this several times. The thing that I won't be surprised is that maybe a company like CVS says timeout. Why do we want to copy what Walgreens is doing? How about we do this? How about we sell the front end of all of our pharmacies, our retail stores? We sell the front end to Amazon or somebody else, Shopify, doesn't matter who it is. We let them run all retail and we just focus on the actual pharmacy portion and the clinic portion of our business. Yes, we're going to invest in robots, but now we no longer have any store labor costs because we're not running the front end of the store. We're only going to deal with the pharmacy and we are going to leverage a way to have virtual pharmacists and not actual pharmacists in all of our stores. So that's something I I think we, we should be prepared to see. But absolutely, the industry now understands they have to automate, just like we're seeing in retail, just like we're seeing in the grocery industry. You know, these companies are all going to have to automate and micro fulfillment, as I've stated before, will be one of the fastest growing segments of logistics throughout the 2020s. I, I love the analogy of how you can take that micro fulfillment center that's fulfilling, let's say, 500 Walgreens stores and turn that into a place where a, another organization can come to the facility and pick up loads and then go deliver them to people's households. Like this is the stepping stone to automate the entire process to eventually where you don't have to leave your house. It just comes to you. And it's happening now with some levels of, of things coming to your house through whether it's a delivery folks like Amazon or FedEx or UPS or USPS, but imagine the drones like this, this thing allows so much removal of excess waste and it creates such an efficient market that I don't know how people are going to adapt to this. This is going to be fascinating to see how Walgreens continues to push this. And if the other you know, pharmacies are going to be mirroring this or Walmart and their own pharmacies finding ways to automate. Where do you see automation in the next, like, let's say three to five years as we, as we kind of game theory out what this looks like? Well, really what is going to happen is that gra- is that gradually and then suddenly automation is going to be everywhere. Yeah. So we have Walgreens that 
is leveraging these micro-fulfillment centers, but they've just scratched the surface. So we're going to start to see robots, robotics, I should say, really start to become prevalent within the industry. No doubt about that. Then when we look at what Walmart did, Walmart acquired a company called Alert Innovation. They're going to start installing Alert Innovation micro-fulfillment centers in the majority of their stores. But then along with that, you're going to see Walmart, who's absolutely going to apply the same concept of the micro-fulfillment centers for pharmacy, digital pharmacy. We're going to see all of this literally over the next two to five years because the technology already exists to do this. And see, this is the thing I want to point out. It's not as if suddenly technology you know, was invented yesterday and that's what gave Walgreens the ability to do this. This technology has actually been around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But what Walgreens had to, had to come to the, a decision on is this. Are we going to continue trying to maintain the status quo of our business model where we struggle to find pharmacists or do we think smarter and come up with a better model? And that's what they did. And so now when you look at a company like Walmart, who's going to face the same problem or a company like Target, especially Amazon. And I know for a fact that Amazon is actually building robots to have such manual, uh, such finger dexterity that they actually can pick up individual pills. See, that's something they're working on. The only reason why they're doing that is for pharmacies and some other things within a store that require that type of precision. So this is just a natural progression of business. And now that it's here, gradually, all kinds of companies across all kinds of industries are going to say, we need to have a robot micro-fulfillment strategy. And then suddenly it's everywhere. And then it just becomes common practice. Now, I could talk about robots with you for the rest of the afternoon, but I know we have to be conscious of our new shorter uh, kind of time scale. So let me ask you this. I read about Gitter and a company called Gorillas. What, what's going on here? What's happening? Well, it's really interesting. I've been writing about the rapid grocery delivery industry for about two years. I'm a former advisor to the majority of the companies in this space. And I've also been writing a lot about Gorillas over the last year and Getter. And what I've written about is that Gorillas, who has raised billions of dollars, but who was burning, in some cases, $80 million a month while only generating around $2.1 million in sales, they pretty much have burned through the majority of their capital. I would and, imagine. And, and to make things worse for them, now all of the investors that they were turning to turned them down. And so the CEO of the company, Consumer, I admire him. I like him a lot. He's a real go-getter. And I credit him with really being the individual who created a new industry, rapid grocery delivery. But he spent a lot of time in New York City last year. And he went and visited all kinds of investors and everyone turned him down. And so as we entered 2022, the writing was on the wall. And six months ago, I wrote a LinkedIn post where I said, gorillas must secure a $250 million investment immediately or they're going to go out of business. They were able to do that. Well, the money's gone. Now they needed to do something else. And that's why I also wrote six months ago that I said, more than likely a company called Getter or Flink will be the ones who acquire gorillas. And if that doesn't happen, gorillas will go out of business. And so gorillas has been speaking to all kinds of companies out there. And sure enough, over the last couple of weeks, Getter and gorillas have entered into serious talks It appears that the deal will go through. And so what will happen is Getter will acquire gorillas. But as I wrote today in a post, 
Getter cannot keep the Gorillas logo because if I'm Getter and I acquire Gorillas, I'm competing against myself. That's right. Because they're going to be customers to say, I really love that Gorillas, and they're not going to realize it's owned by Getter. So Getter slowly but surely is going to have to kill the Gorillas brand, convert mm -hmm. those customers to Getter. That doesn't mean Getter is out of the woods. Getter in 2021 was worth 12 billion. I believe by 2023 to mid 2024, if Getter doesn't find a way to enter into new industries and more profitable businesses, Getter could be worth only around $4 billion. So this might be something to help Getter, but this is not enough to keep Getter from having to really struggle in the coming months and coming years. Getter's going to have to do much more in order to survive as well. Oh, this is fascinating. I, and there's so much more I want to tease out of this because we recently saw the Federal Trade Commission getting involved talking about the gig economy companies and how they classify people from independent contractors versus employees and how these business models rely uh, to an extent, uh, to a very strong extent on the independent contractor model. But we have to keep the timeline here under 15. So Britton, I am so grateful you had the opportunity to come in and, and talk to our, our audience today about robots and about micro fulfillment centers. What do you think is the, th the story we should be thinking about over the next week? Is, is it this Gitter Gorillas deal or is there other stories that you're tracking right now? No, I wouldn't really say it's the Getter story. I really think the big thing is going to be the earnings this week from so many different companies. Uh, the other thing is really going to be the economy. Is there going to be another rate increase uh, yeah. sooner than people had anticipated? I think that's going to be there. And then the other story that I'd really be keeping an eye out on is what's happening with, with the discounts that we see in the retailers as we get closer to peak season in retail? Are we seeing fairly good discounts or are the retailers immediately leading with 80% off, 90% off? Just get the stuff off the shelves. Just get it off the shelves. Just, just get, and if that's the case, then that's going to be an indication that these retailers are going to have a very bad Christmas but so will the consumer because the only inventory that's available is the inventory that apparently nobody wants. And so that's something that I'm really interested. I'm going to keep a close eye on that as well. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed for all baby things being on sale. That that's be, right. You need the, that. I need it. I need so much help. We're buying for two. It's absurd. Well, Britton, thank you for joining us. As always, people can find you on LinkedIn. They can find that you're writing all over the place. You're a great thought leader and we'll have you back very soon. I'm going to hit the end broadcast button. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you. All right. So it's ending.